Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, so many details coming in. We are getting word of this hostage swap by Israel and some big news because we're hearing that there may be as many as 40 children, 40 babies that may be being held by Hamas. Uh, We're getting word that Israel's cabinet has voted to approve this hostage release deal, and that needed to be done. We also understand from a statement from the Qataris that apparently they played a role in brokering this deal, as they have with others in the past, and that Hamas has agreed to it. So now there's just a procedural situation where it goes to the Supreme Court in Israel. It's basically uh, fully expected to pass there a stamp of approval, and then this deal would happen. Now, we're hearing that there may even be staggered releases among the 50. They are saying it would be women and children, 50 of them. That could happen as soon as within the next 24 hours, but that they might just be releasing a few of them, and then they would want X amount of Palestinians. They are saying they want three Palestinians that are held in their prisons, and many of these are hardened militants, three of them for every one that is being released by Hamas. So a three-to-one. Remember, as I just mentioned, uh, Gilad Shaddat, in uh, just a few years ago, when he was being held for five years, he's an Israeli army fighter, and he's a soldier there. He was held for five years, and after that time... Israel agreed to release 1,027 prisoners in return. So Israel has had a history of releasing some, although they know the mission right now is to get rid of Hamas. The danger is they are trying to buy time at every moment. Uh, This would indeed, this deal, create a four-day truce, an air and ground campaign in Gaza, a full stop. Uh, They are also saying, and this is interesting news because this is breaking here, that apparently the Red Cross would also give access to the remaining prisoners, that they would get access, the Red Cross. Uh, The Red Cross apparently has not seen uh, the hostages at all. We've seen some of them released, and some of them look like they're in decent shape. Um, But we don't know about others. Others have been killed. We know that. Uh, They died. Uh, some of them have been, you know, the Hamas people are saying, of course, the terrorists, uh, that it was Israel. Israel saying, no, you know, uh, you guys are the ones, uh, you know, and you could see what is going to happen, though. This is a drip, 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 drip. But what would be very substantive is if indeed the Red Cross is allowed to go in and see the remaining hostages, see who is there, be able to assess their physical and mental condition, be able to see who's alive, who's not. Maybe there are more hostages than even Israel realizes. It would be good to get proof of life that they're alive, because who knows? You can't trust anything these terrorists are saying. 
So this is a really, really pivotal time. What are your thoughts, everybody, as this big, huge news is breaking tonight? Also, there's been a lot of condemnation as we have been speaking about a lot of these anti-Semitic comments that have coming from the United States. Uh, you know, Israel is fighting not just a ground and air war. They are also fighting a war against propaganda from the terrorists. And this is an astounding moment because actress Susan Sarandon, who's an activist, came out and made some blistering comments. This is cut 25. And this is when Susan Sarandon just blasted Israel over the war. And listen to what she said. She basically said, now Jews are getting a taste of what Muslims have had to deal with. And suddenly in the last few hours, we're hearing that her agency, according to reports, her talent agency has dropped her. And a lot of other people have too. Uh, here is Susan Sarandon with some pretty shameless comments. Stand here in my cruelly given white privilege to say that you don't have to be Palestinian to stand with the Palestinian people. You do, you do not have to be Palestinian to understand that the slaughter of almost 5,000 children is unacceptable and a war crime. You do not have to be Palestinian to understand that war crimes are being delivered every single day according to the UN and other humanitarian groups. This is a time for education. Because, as a previous uh, speaker mentioned, so many people do not understand the context in which this October 7th assault happened. They don't understand the history of what has been happening to the Palestinian people for 75 years. So this is an opportunity to educate people if they can have an open mind if you can get beyond the tribal instincts that have separated us now for so long it's time to have an open heart it's time to be strong and it's time that palestine be free and she said now jews realize what it's like for Muslims. Uh, boy, she is really crossing the line. And out there at some of these protests where they have gotten a little bit violent and very anti-Semitic. And here is Professor Alan Dershowitz. He was on with me and John Katzenmatidis on Katz and Cosby talking, of course, about just how disgusting some of these comments are. Take a listen to what he had to say. This is Cut 26. Uh, been a racist, an anti-Semitic racist for many, many years. And I know even people in her building now in New York are are worried about her being a neighbor because she has said she wants Jews to be afraid. Now, if I have grandkids living in her building and she wants Jews to be afraid, I don't want her in my building. I sure don't want her in my company. I sure don't want her in my films. And the real question is, has she contributed to Hamas because, as we know, anybody who gives one penny to Hamas has committed a federal crime. 
And I think that some of these um, methods of giving money that are untraceable, I hope will come out in this plea bargain and we'll see who's been using these various alternative methods of paying to get money for Hamas. And it doesn't have to be direct. It can be indirect. And my view is if you send money to Gaza now, you're sending it to Hamas and you know that. That is a very, very powerful point. Uh, You can't say, uh, well, uh, no, I'm just trying to help the people because sadly, very little of it is going to the people. Hamas is ruling the show. They've been stealing fuel that was meant to go to the hospitals. They've been preventing people from even getting to the hospitals. How is that caring about their own people? And some of this just vile comments coming from people in America, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't know how you guys feel, uh, but I am just shocked to see what I've been seeing on some college campuses and shocked to see what I'm seeing people who are in positions where, you know, Susan Sarandon's a great actress. I think she's done some amazing work. Uh, but this is really, really divisive and a powder keg. And to have that kind of rhetoric from somebody who people look at is, I think, so dangerous at this time in the world. one 800 848 1-800-848-9222. We're talking about this anti-Semitism running rampant and also big news that it looks like now 50 hostages, women and children, will be released. We're being told, again, that there may be as many as 40 kids that are among the at least 240 that we know of. And again, uh, the new news that we're just hearing in the last few minutes, that the Red Cross may be getting access to the remaining hostages. That would be big because then they can say, yeah, we took a look at them. There's X amount of them. Here's the age. Here's how they looked. Here's what we should ask for to get out first. Uh, that would be a very, very big deal because at least then they could have confirmation that the others are alive and in good health and maybe the priority of some of the others should there be more releases. Let's see what happens, guys. What do you think? It's obviously a very dangerous move from a military perspective. Uh, but Israel has been really put in a box and obviously the chance to get 50 people free uh, would be great news for especially those families and the Israeli public and I think the world. I'll certainly be cheering when I see some of them come out. That is 1,000 percent. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mordecai in New Jersey. Uh, your thoughts, Mordecai? hear me all right? Yep, I hear you great. Go ahead. So, Rita, I just wanted to tell you, um, I I know uh, a good friend of mine was murdered on October 7th. He was running security at the Nova Music Festival. His name was Jake Marlowe. Uh, um, I am so, so sorry. He was in his, he was in his mid-20s like me. Uh, he died saving people. He saved about 10 people, getting them out of arm's way. Um, and um, another one of my friends, Shlomi Ziv, it's currently being held hostage in Gaza. He's 40 years old. Um, we don't know the we don't know the status of Shlomi. Uh, there's a GoFundMe for him. Uh, it's called Bring Shlomi Home. Uh, another one that I know, his name is Omer. He's been talked about on your station a few times. His name is Omer Nutra. I, I knew him from uh, from my youth group of uh, you know a Jewish youth group growing up, and um, you know it, it really does hit close to home. Now, now just so you know. Um, like you said, with Gilad Shalit, um, 
a thousand people were exchanged. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's sort of just showing how cheap, I, I know Norm said it's not, but it's, it's showing to them how cheap Jewish blood is, but I don't think it is. It's just showing to them like, Oh, look, we get a thousand for one. But with that being said, um, they will be, they, you know, they will be feeling this. Um, they will definitely be feeling this. Um, I'm talking about Hamas. Uh, and, and, and to tell you the truth, with the anti-Semitism that's going on, um, you know, I, I, uh, I see what it's like on college campuses. And, and I was talking to a, a good friend of mine who was my professor when I was in college a few years ago. And I asked him about, you know, has he talked about this? And, and he's, he's the type of person, he's the type of professor to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and he said, you know, if I talk about it, uh, people in my class start crying and they write me letters and I, I don't want to lose my job. So, uh, and he's also saying how people are forming uh, literal mobs against the Jewish students on campuses, not just the one that I went to, but obviously as we see in the news. This let, is what's let, me, let me ask you, Mordecai, because boy, well, first off, let's talk about your friends. Um, you know, uh, boy, my, my thoughts and prayers are with all of them and you and, and their families, of course. Um, and I'm so sorry for the loss of your friend Jacob. You mentioned it was doing security there at the Nova Music Festival where so many of them were killed and taken captive. Um, do you believe your, uh, you mentioned Shlomi and who is the other one? Is there the other one who was taken hostage too? His name is Omer Nutra and both Shlomi and Omer, well, Shlomi is 40, so he's no, well, he is in the reserves, but uh, he's not an active soldier. Omer is my age and he is an active soldier. Now, just to let you know, Rita, they're categor- as you know, they're categorizing the hostages in tiers. Yep. They're, the, the soldiers are the final tier that, that, are, that are in um, order of being released. They're holding a 66-year-old man and categorizing him as a soldier. Just to let you know what the type of people that we're dealing with here. They're holding a 66-year-old man as a hostage, as a soldier. They're characterizing him as a soldier. Now, is he, was he part of the IDF? Is that why? He was. Or? He was, he yeah. was. But that's how it is. It's like if, if it's women and children or, t- or kids, then it's uh, foreign nationals, dual nationals, uh, and then Israeli citizens, which are soldiers. So this guy's in his 60s, you know? I mean, that's unbelievable. He served, he served 40 years ago. He's not an active duty soldier. Exactly, you know? he's not, exactly. He's not going on base. Can I ask you a quick question, too? Very quick. Um, do me a favor. Very quick. Americans, do you believe Americans are going to get out or, or it's not going to get out in this round? So, I, you know what? It, you, you can never tell with these people. I mean, you know, what I personally think is that, um, I, look, God willing, we get every single one of them out. I agree. Um, you know what? I, like, 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 there's a Thai woman, a woman from Thailand who had a baby in there she yep. had a baby in gaza being held hostage who's taking care of this baby i know who's feeding the baby that's why you know, by the way by the way mordecai the that is by the way that is why i firmly think it's important that the red cross gets in to see these people to look them in the eye and see if they're okay uh that they're alive uh what kind of condition um that i think is actually one of the biggest things that comes out of this mordecai you're terrific would you please call back again because your information was great um, and again, my thoughts and prayers so much with uh, your family and, of course, the family of Jacob and the others. Let's pray they all come home. We'll continue after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show. President Biden just a moment ago uh, putting out a statement about the big news that a deal has been reached on the hostages, uh, saying essentially, quote, today's deal should bring home additional American hostages. There are some reports that some Americans could be among the group that is released. Again, 50 hostages held by Hamas in exchange for 150 Palestinians and at least a four-day ceasefire. And also, as I point out, to me, the other big deal, obviously, getting these home is a huge deal. But also, potentially, the Red Cross getting a look at all the hostages, seeing their condition, seeing the number, seeing who's there, seeing who needs to, like, is in dire crisis to get out. They could maybe prioritize uh, by health, uh, by need, by age. There's a lot of things, uh, and we will see. And, of course, we are praying that every single one of them comes home. And, of course, Americans among the batch. 1-800-848-9222. And when we come back, we are going to continue with your calls on this and also talk about Joe Biden talking about fentanyl today. He said it is a killer. It's dangerous. I was happy to hear that. Somehow we left out the fact that it comes through the southern border that's wide open. If you listen to Biden, it just magically appears. Why doesn't he close the border? Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a really powerful story coming from Aiken, South Carolina. I know it well. I used to go to University of South Carolina, so I know that area. And as recognition for her years of military service, U.S. Air Force veteran Monica Vaughn was honored with a special quilt during an event that took place just a few days ago. Vaughn was presented with a quilt of valor, which is given to veterans and military service members to show support and thank veterans 
for their sacrifice for their country. She called it an honor and said it was very, very humbling. Vaughn, by the way, was born in Staten Island, New York. She joined the military while she was a nursing student at West Virginia Wesleyan College. She then joined the Air Force as a second lieutenant in 1977 and served as a clinical nurse in San Antonio. During her 18 years in the military, veteran Vaughn served as a flight nurse and has earned 10 decorations and awards. By the way, the Quilts of Valor was started in 2003 by Catherine Roberts, whose son was deployed in Iraq after 9-11. Since its founding, the Quilts of Valor have awarded over 359,000 quilts to deserving service members and also their veterans. They do it to let them know that they are appreciated. Uh, One of the organizers said that a piece of our heart is sewn into each quilt and each stitch holding the pieces together represents love, gratitude, and also tears of the maker. What a beautiful story and a beautiful way to honor our great men and women in the military. And everybody, be sure to support America's military and first responder heroes. Donate just $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is honoring Veterans Day by providing mortgage payoffs or mortgage-free homes for 50 hero families. These 50 homes are in 26 different states across the country and will help catastrophically injured veterans, Gold Star families, and fallen first responder families with prior military service. In 2023, the foundation is providing housing assistance and services to more than 3,000 of America's homeless veterans. Visit T2T T.org to learn more and donate $11 per month. That's T, the number two, T.org. And a big shout out to the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation that does so much. Frank Siller uh, is so beautifully honoring his brother and thousands upon thousands of veterans across this country who have just been appreciated and loved by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, also great first responders. I went to their gala last year. It was I was in the company of heroes. It was extraordinary. So I encourage you all to do whatever you can. Again, T2T.org. Well, we are talking about what is now coming out. It looks like a deal has been made between Hamas and Israel to release 50 women and children. Just a few moments ago, President Joe Biden welcoming the recently announced news of the deal. It hasn't happened yet, but apparently the deal has been reached. It says, Jill and I have been keeping all those held hostage and their loved ones close to our hearts these many weeks. And I'm extraordinarily gratified that some of these brave souls who have endured weeks of captivity and an unspeakable ordeal will be reunited with their families once this deal is fully implemented. He also thanks the leaders of Qatar, Egypt, and Israel for their efforts. And he further says, I appreciate the commitment of Netanyahu, his government, have made in supporting an extended pause to ensure this deal can be fully carried out and to ensure the provision of additional humanitarian assistance to elevate 
to alleviate, rather, the suffering of innocent Palestinian families in Gaza. So, again, uh, commending the pause, which is something that we've been hearing the president has been pushing for from day one from Israel, uh, as opposed to I still wonder what would have happened if Israel from day one just went in and did not wait what could have happened and maybe it would have helped as opposed to this sort of drip, drip, drip by this president. But I'm happy to see that he is still obviously clearly supporting Israel. But uh, boy, uh, a lot of people are also throwing barbs tonight saying he had a chance to maybe get more. Why is he allowing just these 50? Because even if U.S. isn't one of the central players, they should be one of the central players. But it seems like Biden's acquiescing to all these other parties as opposed to putting pressure and saying, hey, why don't we get all 200 out and we'll give you this? Why don't we do X and we'll give you this as opposed to this drip, drip, drip? which could be a very painful process. Let's see where it goes. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to to BJ first off. BJ, line three. Your thoughts, BJ. So I heard these remarks, uh, Rita, by uh, Susan Sarandon. She's not alone, by the way. Yeah, the disgusting comments. I I just want to repeat to everybody again. It was that now Jews are feeling what uh, what Muslims have felt, you know, like, I mean, like, in other words, you deserve it. It was disgusting. No, agreed. Uh, This is just another example how the culture is rotted. Uh, you know, all of these folks, uh, they couldn't spell cat if you gave them the C and the A. And, uh, and, and overnight, they become Henry Kissinger. No one goes sees their movies anymore. By the way, I read that her talent agency dumped her. So I think she uh, she voluntarily retired by giving this big speech down yeah, there. Yeah, there was a Square. report, United Talent Agency, which is a biggie. Uh, there's a report that it has dumped her. You're right. She may have voluntarily uh, retired. Or maybe she can you do know. movies in, uh, you know, in Gaza. I'm disgusted by this type of, of stuff, but I'm also disgusted by the silence uh, that we've experienced uh, here uh, from our religious leaders, from the Pope, from the Cardinal, uh, uh, about this attack on Israel. This is this is awful. Uh, we can't just let by and pretend it didn't happen. And and you know we're funding this hatred in the schools. Uh, we're allowing these kids to go out into these protests. They don't know what they're talking about. They're pumped up by these uh, radical left wing teachers. We need to cut the funding out of this. Uh, uh, you know, any of these schools uh, that uh, promote allow this uh, anti-Semitism to be promoted on their campuses should be cut off. Tim Scott talked about this uh, when he was still running as a Republican uh, uh, for president. Uh, we need to have this discussion. I'm waiting to, to see this happen, and I don't see it happening. I expect what I expect from the halfwits in Hollywood. I mean, let's face it, the culture was lost a long time ago, and uh, probably 50 years, maybe even more. Uh, you know, uh, so, uh, but this stuff from our leaders, none of them seem to have the courage to stand up and say, we're not going to allow this hatred to permeate our society and get our children infected with. I agree. Uh, I agree. By the way, um, earlier today on Cats and Cosby, uh, John Katzmatidis and I were were talking, BJ, with um, uh, Anthony D. Esposito, congressman from New York. And I am really happy to hear uh, he is pushing for this resolution 
about the line river to the sea, that. right? Will you condemn this is the question. Can you imagine? Did you ever think in your, uh, you know, I, I know, if somebody had asked me, you know, a couple of years ago that they would need to have a question because it's obviously calling for the elimination of Israel. It's an offensive term. And, and yet he feels it's very important to obviously get these members of Congress on record. I say bravo to him because he's convinced that there's a number of them that will not vote in favor of condemning that comment. Can you imagine? I, I mean, it's, it's the fact that they have to do that within uh, Congress is a pretty sad testament, but you are absolutely right, BJ. Uh, thank you very, 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 very much. Um, let's also real quick go to Jimmy, line one. Jimmy, your thoughts real quick, Jimmy. Yes, by reading the enemy's publications, it's clear Hezbollah is the Communist Party of Lebanon. The PLO is the Communist Party of Palestine. When you read the enemy's publications, this is very, very, very clear. Everybody's surprised at radicalization on a campus. This is the same groups that came out as Antifa. It's the same groups that were attacking America. It's the same movement. You have Jewish people who support Hamas. Not because they're Jewish, but because they support the communist movement, the ones who... So you can't call them all Islamo-Nazis because some of them aren't Islamic. Yeah, no, no, you're right. The communist hand and the Muslim glove, 70... You're, you know, Jimmy, you you are correct that it's you're right. You see uh, some uh, of the, you know, uh, on the far left, if you will, um, from the Jewish population that are out there. And you're right. It looks like the same group. It looks like they just picked a different mission. You know, same groups, different mission. The question is also, I'm curious who's funding them. And maybe we'll get to the bottom of that because who's out there uh, pushing some, especially some of the hate that we're seeing where it's getting really vile. I mean, I, I, I don't like them just even protesting out there. I think it's disgusting. Um, I think it's so dangerous at a time like this with heightened threats and everything else. But I think especially right now when you see some of the vitriol that's coming from there, it is just downright dangerous. Uh, Jimmy, thank you. As always, it's always great to hear your perspective. Um, by the way, um, I want to hear um, your thoughts about what President Biden had to say, because today he started talking about fentanyl. And I was really happy, by the way, first off, to hear him discussing about fentanyl because I thought that's a great thing. He never really talks about fentanyl. I think it's been a handful of times. It seems like uh, it's a trick question for him to address something that is killing over 100,000 Americans every year in such a rapid increase. But this is what the president had to say. This, Take a listen. Fentanyl is likely the number one, the number one killer of, uh, of Americans age 18 to 45. And it's an issue that's hurting families in every state across the nation. And curbing this crisis is something that every American can get behind, Democrat and Republican. That's why tackling this opioid epidemic is part of my unity agenda. And we're working intensely with to address this threat uh, from every angle that we can pursue. So, Yes, I am very happy to hear that President Biden is finally talking about fentanyl. He rarely talks about it. And I'm happy that he says that it is so dangerous, so deadly, and acknowledging that it is the leading killer of 18 to 45-year-olds. It is a sad fact of reality. And I'm happy that at least he is focusing on it and drawing attention to it and using the word fentanyl. Because he didn't seem to want to mention it for the longest time. 
But the sad reality is also, Mr. President, you don't say where the fentanyl is coming from. He had a discussion, yes, with President Xi, and he's taking Xi's word for it that he is going to crack down on the chemicals that are produced with fentanyl. Of course, China's playing a big role in that. But this president refuses to address what really is happening here. What about the wide open southern border? That's where fentanyl is coming from. This president wants us almost all to believe that suddenly it just magically appears on the streets of America, killing America's youth. That's not the case. We know that it comes through the border and it's coming through the border at a record and deadly pace, Mr. President, because you have not secured the border. Everybody knows it. You look at the images. It takes five seconds to see it. And it is so easy for these drug dealers to bring it across the border because you have left the border wide open. We have a record number of people that are coming into this country. We have a record number of gotaways that we have no clue who they are, over a million of them under this president that is downright dangerous. And we have a record number of drug dealers that are bringing in also fentanyl via the southern border. So our president can sit there and talk about how dangerous fentanyl is. And again, I'm glad he's at least saying the word, but he also has to say a few more words like seal the border. Because until he gets to the root of the problem and acknowledges his policies have contributed to this, he shouldn't just magically act like it just suddenly appears on the streets. He has to acknowledge that his policy has contributed, I think, to this deadly, deadly scourge in this country. And to me, he has to bear some responsibility for what's happened at the border and what is continuing to happen at this moment because he refuses to acknowledge it. He doesn't want to say seal the border. If he had sealed the border, guess what? A lot of cartel people would not get through. So many illegals would not get through. So much fentanyl would not get through. It's an easier solution, but this president refuses to do that, and shame on him. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, Let's go, if we can, let's go to Beth, line four. Beth, your thoughts. Hi, Beth. Can you hear me? Beth, call back. I can't hear you, Beth. Give us a call back. Let's go to Mike on line two. Go ahead, Mike. I don't really. Before we get to the fentanyl, I just want to say that there should be no flyovers on either side and no large convoys coming in bringing any missiles. You know, so uh, they, you know, they got to be very careful. They don't send any. You're talking about Israel, right? You're talking about Israel. Yeah, yeah, they got to be. There should be no convoys going into Gaza, no flyovers on either side. But Israel should should patrol their borders so that uh, Gaza's borders. So make sure that uh, Iran don't send no hypersonic missiles in there because all it takes is a few missiles to wipe out the whole Israeli nation. So you got to be very careful. No. No large convoys. The Red Cross should uh, watch what what food goes in. They should control the food. The Red Cross. They should, you know, uh, distribute the the food. The Red Cross. You know, they should have a, a designated area where they store the food. They keep the food, 
and nobody should shoot at the Red Cross. You know, they should control the food. Yeah, you know what? You know what? That's a great point, Mike. That is a very good point. They should have absolute control. Uh, the question is, uh, who knows what's going to happen? But but you gr- b- give a great point here. If you want humanitarian, you must come to this place this time. And the Red Cross are the distributors um, and that they are the ones actually giving it out. So yeah, that's a fantastic point. Um, real quick, Mike, on the board, you have 30 seconds. Real quick, Mike. I think everybody that, that lost a loved one, uh, the, first of all, the border should be closed down. But uh, everyone that lost a, a, a loved one should take it to the international court and sue the hell out of freaking China. And they could do it. The international courts still fool around. You know what? That's uh, a know. great, great point, Mike. You're right. Go after them tooth and nail. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue talking about the border, fentanyl, and everything else on this big news night. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. It was a beautiful day. Sun beat down. I had the radio on. I was driving. Sounds like uh, the migrants when they come to America. Woo, we made it. Although that doesn't seem like such a big feat these days under President Biden. It's like, come on in. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Fred real quick on line five. Fred, your thoughts. Rita, the reason Biden didn't mention the border with respect to fentanyl is because perhaps Grifter Hunt and set up a deal with the cartels. The big guy's getting 10% off the distribution by the cartel and 10% from China supplying the raw material. Ah, so you think he's like somehow in the middle of this deal? By the way, as crazy as I think uh, all the Hunter stuff is, and boy, those videos are pretty crazy. Uh, even that might be too wild for the Biden family. But uh, but uh, thanks for the point, uh, Fred. Certainly lively. Uh, Stan, go ahead. Line three, your thoughts. Uh, have you ever done a hostage situation? Have you ever negotiated anything? No, you have not. Neither did that congressman who opened his mouth. The president is the fourth party in this situation. I guess you've negotiated a well, thousand of them, about, Stan, right? about your comment about the president. He's doing, he got uh, as many as they can get out. They're going to keep getting them out. That's what it's about. There's no evidence so he played any role in this. Stan, Stan, Stan. Go ahead. Stan, there's go, no go. evidence he played any role in this. Oh, the absolutely. Way, let me read, no, in his, in his, in his statement, in his statement, Stan, it sounds like he's like a backseat driver, kind of like you criticizing here now. Doug better. Yeah, I'll give it to the president. He's doing okay getting them out and they'll get more. You know what? I don't even think he knows where Israel is on well, a map. I'm uh, telling you. Trump that, that doesn't he, know. He knows uh, where the Stan, jail cell is. The Stan, you know what? He's uh, putting on uh, light uh, light loafers now because yeah. he's like, he doesn't want to slip. They have a smaller stair because they have to help him. Uh, I don't know if he could handle, uh, you know, one minute of dealing this kind of deal. It doesn't sound like he's involved. By the way, I wish he was more involved, but he seems like he's MIA. 
And just like the fentanyl, Stan, good old fentanyl, yeah, this terrible, horrible thing in this country, he thinks it somehow magically appears. All he has to do is look south at the southern border. It is wide open. Turn on the TV for two minutes. You'll see like a, looks like a stadium full coming across the border. And somehow he's missing on that one, too. Your great president. He's really on it. Pray for this country, Stan, and I pray for you.